Love Talk Radio. I was lost, but you came and found me. You left your throne, thinking about me. You bled and died to show me mercy. You gave your all because you saw my But you came and filled me I was blinded But you helped me to see I was broken But you made me whole again I felt like nothing But you gave me confidence And I'm filled with so much gratitude But words are not enough To explain the matter the passion of my love Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. 
tonight is Thursday, Food for the Soul Bible Study Sessions, and yes, the doctor is in tonight. We are so elated that the Honorable Dr. Bishop Austin Moore, he could be back yet another Thursday night to break down the religious barrier walls and get what does say the Lord tonight. We are just elated, elated, elated that he came back on tonight. So get ready, get ready, get ready for a beautiful time in the Lord as we're going to be feasting on God's word tonight. Yes, it is Thursday, the 18th of February, 2021. The time is 9.34 p.m. We are in the Valley video tonight. We are so elated that you are here tonight. You and Radio Line have helped us get over the 50,000 mark. If you missed last night, we talked about it tonight, that you guys helped us in Radio Land to get over that 50,000 mark. We were trying to get there, and we got there thanks to you. So we say thank you so much, but we have to give it all to God. Because he's the reason for the show. He's the reason why we do what we do, when we do it, and how we do it. God is everything. He's the one that allows us to do what we can do, how we can do it, when we can do it, and why we can do it. And then we come on so we can give you guys what the Lord is giving to us so we're grateful. And that retrospect, we're thankful, thankful, thankful. So we say thank you very much that you guys helped us reach the 50,000 mark. We want you, those who can get a prayer and a breakthrough, believe that we will get to 100,000. We have 10 more months to do it before December 31st, so we have that time, and we want you to help us to spread the word, God, so we can get to that 100,000 by December 31st, 2021. Yes, I believe we'll get there. With your help, we're going to do it, because the Lord can and will allow us to get there. So. Just tell them thank you, meaning great thanks. And if I could leave a word of encouragement with you tonight, it would just be love thy brother as thyself. Love one unto another. The Lord wants to know, how can you love him, but you can't love thy brother? How can you expect the Lord to forgive you, but you can't forgive thy brother? Should you turn the other cheek? Well, in my opinion, I believe that we're supposed to love everybody equally, as God has loved us equally. I mean, every day that he wakes us up, he loves us equally, and I believe that we should love our fellow brethren, our fellow sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ. We should love them equally the more. If we want God to forgive us, let us forgive them of their transgressions against us as God is forgiving us of ours against him. The Lord loves us. Every day that he wakes us up, he truly, truly loves us the more, and we are so elated for that. It's extremely elated because the Lord loves us, and I believe that he loves us so much that he he taught us how to love. His love is called agape love. That's a strong enough love that cannot be broken. God's love cannot be split in two. It cannot be broken. It is something that is so magnificent. And I think that once we learn God's love, we can give the same love, too. If we chose to, if we wanted to, we have to be able to give that love. And I think that once we can give that infinite love, it'll be all good. I'm just glad you guys could be here with us tonight. Please, please, please keep joining us every Thursday night for Bible study, every Wednesday night for prayer, every Sunday morning for services. We want you to be here, Blog Talk Radio. Blessings by Grace will be on the air, 9.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Wednesday, Wednesday prayer. Thursday, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m., Thursday Bible study, and Sunday mornings, 11.30 a.m. This is all Pacific Standard Time Zone, Central California Time Zone. So wherever you're at in the world, 
it'll be 11.30 our time. So come on in and let us get ready to feast on the word of God. And just remember, I love you, but God loves you the best. The doctor is in, and he's ready to break down the word of God. God bless everybody. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. God bless you, Sister Ketasha, for bringing us on as you know I'm to do tonight. Encouraging, amen, everybody is to love one another. Jesus said, by this all men should know that you are my disciples if you have love one for the other. And that is very important, amen, in our day and time now. Uh, we must share love equally among, amen, peoples, and especially among the household of faith. Amen. God bless you in Radio Land tonight again. We're just so elated, amen, to be here to try and bring you food for a thought tonight. And we are going to, amen, uh, talk tonight, amen, from the book of Acts, the second chapter, verse 38 and 39. Second Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 45 through 49. Acts 10, 44, and 45, and Acts 19, 4 through 6. Spiritually mind tonight, ask God to open up our spiritual ear that we might hear what the Word of God is saying to us. The Word of God is our daily food. And we ought not ever, amen, get empty if we study the Word of God. Because, amen, it, it feeds our inwardly man. This is our bread of life that we eat. This is the bread that Jesus said, if a man eat of this bread, he should never hunger. And I'm talking about none other than just the Word of God. In the book of St. Luke, amen, the 24th chapter, verse 45 through 49, he said, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witness of these things. And behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon ye, you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from upon high. Acts 10, 44 and 45 says, While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, which believed, was astonished. As many as come with Peter, because that on the Gentile also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 19, 4 and 6 says, Then said 
Paul. John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which shall come after him that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. We want to talk to you tonight about the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 2 and 38 through 39, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. We are talking about this personal gift that comes on the day of Pentecost. When Peter had matured from being a fisherman from the Sea of Galilee to being one of God's strong preachers in Jerusalem, now he was mature to stand up for the word of God. But the Bible let us know, amen, that God had to open up their understanding. Unless, uh, unless God opened up our understanding to the word of God, we will certainly make a shipwreck out of God's word. It takes the spirit of the Lord is to open our understanding up that we can understand his word. It is important, amen, for our understanding is to be open. I believe Solomon said, out of all of our getting, get an understanding. And the word of God is right before us tonight. If we are familiar with the King James Version, it's telling all of us the same thing in this chapter. Luke 24, 45, and 49. Acts 38 and 39. It is telling us this. But sometimes we ignore the word of God because tradition has called us to ignore the word of God. We are stubborn in our own ways. And we've been placed in one place so long, we don't want to be moved or we don't want to feel like we don't did nothing wrong. But let me tell you, amen, the Bible said when you find the light or when you come into the knowledge of something, it, it, it's not no harm for you to change. 
You're not changing for Bishop Moore's uh, good. You're changing because the word of God says. So ask God to open up your understanding tonight as we go through these scriptures. Baptizing uh, the Holy Ghost. The promise, amen, to every humble believer is. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. All you got to want it, it's just not going to come to you, amen, because it's in the word of God. You got to desire, amen, this spiritual gift. You got to put an effort to go forward to get it. The promise is to every hungry believer is you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. The evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongue as the Spirit gives them utterance. Now, we have, amen, a very controversial topic on this tonight. In our churches, amen, because many people who love the Lord and love the Lord with as much as their understanding is open unto them, and they're very faithful to the Lord. But somewhere they don't believe the word of God like it is written. There is no two churches. There is not but one church. And Jesus says, amen, that up on this rock in the Saint Matthew 16 and 16, up on this rock I will be on my church. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against you. And he was talking to that same Peter that now, as I said, have matured, amen, and now he's standing firm on God's word. What must we do? First of all, amen, we must believe on Jesus Christ. That's the first thing, amen, it is for any believer is to come to Jesus. We must believe on Jesus Christ. We must have faith in Jesus. It is possible, amen, it is impossible to please God without faith. Second of all, we must repent. We must, amen, come to the point we have to come to be godly sorry of our sins. And that's the only somebody that there is to forgive us, amen, of our sins. That is Jesus. We got to come, amen, and repent. And thirdly, we must be baptized in Jesus' name. Most people believe in that. They go that far, amen. But when it comes down to receiving the Holy Ghost, they stop there. But the word of God says, for the promise is unto you. It's a promise. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are for all, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That is a promise. God called He's still calling men and women today. It tells you also how to receive the Holy Ghost. That is, amen, 
You are to wait up on the spirit of the Lord. Parry means to wait up on the spirit of God. Get to a place and meditate. You and a few others that has received this Holy Spirit, get to a place and just begin to call up on the name of Jesus by worshiping the Lord himself. Your mind ought to be elevated on nobody but Jesus when you are trying to receive the Holy Ghost. Receiving the Holy Ghost is possible. The most important spiritual event one will ever experience in God. This thing is so precious, amen. It, it is one of the most important spiritually events that one will experience in God. Why would you not want to seek this? He done told you it's for you. But no, you listen to somebody that have not received it, and you listen to somebody that don't believe it. And the word of God is right before your eyes telling you that it is for you. Who you going to believe, man, or are you going to believe the word of God? Let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth. I'm talking about God's word now. It, it doesn't make any difference what denomination we are. God's speaking to all of us. Salvation was made for all humanity. There are no two or three, amen, types of salvation. There is not but one salvation. And that salvation is coming through the blood of Jesus Christ, the bearer, the death, and the resurrection. And also, it's, it's one of the most thrilling things that there is. You never experienced anything like this before until you, amen, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And remember, this is not Dr. Moore saying that, amen, the word of God is saying it is for you. Much emphasis has been placed upon receiving the Holy Ghost, and rightfully so, but it is essential. It's a component of the New Testament, of the new birth. This thing belongs to the new birth. When you say, well, I, I, I don't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, well, amen, you accept him. Put it. Put all the army of God on. Put the whole, put whole, the whole salvation on. Don't put part of it on and leave the other undone. Jesus said, except a man be born of the water. First of all, amen, there's a water baptism and there's a, a Holy Ghost baptism. you got to be born of the water first. got to go down in Jesus' name, amen, for the remission of your sins first. Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Listen at that. Read John, amen, 3 and 5. If you're not born of the water and of the spirit, the Bible said you can't enter 
into the kingdom of God. Again, this is not Dr. Moore saying that. I'm, amen, reading to you what the word of God says. God had to do with me like he did many uh, 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 others. He had to open up my understanding. My understanding was unfruitful. I didn't, I, I didn't understand this until one day he opened up my understanding that I might understand what? The scripture, the word of God. There is a great, amen, spiritually awakening and a revival, amen, of the receiving the Holy Ghost by the people in many different churches. Yeah, there is a very spiritually awakening of people, amen, receiving the Holy Ghost, amen, in different churches, in different denominations. My God, they have not ever experienced anything like this Holy Ghost. It was not a man under the cover when it was given out. It was known abroad. It was not privately given. But everybody know, amen, those 120, when they went into the upper room, amen, they stayed there. They stayed there. They waited on the promise that God told them to wait on. And amen. The Bible said there came a child from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled a house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongue like a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. The Holy Ghost came in the room. The Master came in the room. The creator came in the room and called them to speak in other tongues. Is the Holy Ghost essential to salvation? I'm going to say amen without a doubt. It is very essential to salvation. Amen. How does one receive the Holy Ghost? What is the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost? These things, amen, if you haven't received it, you should pray and ask God to open up your understanding. If you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, is this experience for all believers today? There is not but one Holy Ghost. There is not but one salvation. And I would say, man, it is for all believers today. All what? All believers. You see, everybody that's saying they know Jesus, everybody don't believe. I'm talking about believers. It is for all believers. These are sincere questions to which people want to know the answer to. God in his word has not left these questions unanswered. The answer are there for us to search out that we may know the truth of this great experience of Christ dwelling in our heart and our spirit. The Bible says, man, search the scripture. Search the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life. Amen. But they are they that testify to me. Search the scripture. 
to see whether these things are so or not. See whether, amen, people of the general truth, but search the scripture. It's right there before your eyes. All you got to do is search it and be hungry for it, and God will open up your understanding. I'm talking about, amen, receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost, amen, is for all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God should call. The Holy Ghost, amen, is for all, all who want it, all who, amen, uh, desire. The Holy Ghost is for you. Please don't let your preacher tell you, amen, it's not for you. Who are you going to believe, the preacher, or are you going to believe the Word of God? If you see it in the Word of God, question your preacher, because it is in there, it's, and it says it is for me. Don't be satisfied. It don't make any difference how old you are or how young you are. You may have been in church, amen, 75 years and have never received the Holy Ghost. It's not too late as long as breath is breathing in your body. It's not too late for you to receive it. Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied in Zion. Then feeling of amen of the spirit provides the power to live and overcome in life. That's what it does. It, it, it provides the power for us to live or overcome life, a victorious Christian life with the joy of God. Now, amen, that amen, Holy Ghost, amen, give us joy and unspeakable joy when everything else is in chaos, when everything else is, uh, is in disarray, amen, and people can't solve different problems, amen, that Holy Ghost, amen, come to you and comfort you and do something that can't nobody else do. The Spirit, uh, the Spirit give us power to overcome the devil. That's what the Spirit of the Holy Ghost do. He gives us power to overcome the devil, sin, and the world. And it gives us the effect to witness. Amen. The Holy Ghost, amen, makes you out of a new man, a new woman. The things that you was unable to do within your own self and in your own power, then the Holy Ghost gives you that ability. He gives you that much more strength, amen, within you. You will do things that you never had done before. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Somebody says, what, what must we do? Have we been asked by many people, including those who asked Peter on the day of Pentecost? They asked Peter, "What men, men and brother, what shall we do?" And what Peter said, first thing he told them is, "The first thing you do, you got to repent." We are not saved by works, but by the by the grace of God. However, the Scriptures plainly teaches that there are things we must do. There are things that we must do. James 2 and 17. We're saved by grace, but there are things that we must do. We should realize that when faith is generating in our heart, if we force 
It will force us to act on that faith. Move us to obedience to the word of God. When faith is acting in your heart, it'll move you towards obeying God's word. And God has given us all the measure of faith. So we are without an excuse. But again, I say we get stubborn sometimes and rebel against the word of God, even it's looking us right in the face. And it is constantly talking to us, but we ignore it. Well, why are you going to tell the Lord at the day of judgment when you stand before him? And he says, my word was right before you, but you just ignored it because everybody else in my church, they didn't, they, they didn't believe it. But the Lord is going to say, man, it was there for you individually. I told you to believe. I didn't tell you to do what everybody else was done. Believe on Jesus Christ. We must believe on Jesus Christ. Listen, my beloved. Ask the Lord to reveal Jesus Christ to you. Jesus Christ was more than the Son of God. The Son of God put on Jesus' name. And the scripture tells us, amen, in John 5, 38 or 39, I believe, he said, I come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. So he come in the name of his Father, and if he come in the name of his Father, according to the word of God, amen, his Father's name is Jesus. But he said, you ain't going to believe that. But he said, if any other man would come in his name saying, amen, that he's this or that, uh, amen, you would believe him. But because I was in a fleshly body and I said, I come in my father's name, you don't believe what I say. The salvation process began with faith. That's what it began with, faith. You got to believe that Jesus is, and Jesus will reward those that diligently seek Him. You must believe that. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't please God if you don't believe in Him. You find that in Hebrew eleven and six. Paul speaks to the Philippian jailer. He explained, Amen, how he could be saved. Now here, amen, Paul was in jail. And the jailer, amen, was supposed to be watching over the prisoner. And God sent an earthquake. Scared the poor prisoner, uh, scared the poor jailer almost, amen, to death. And he came downstairs, amen, with a light in his hand, trembling. Saying, what must I do? Paul said, believe. In the midst of chaos, God can make you stand still, make you stand with a holy boat, and the world will be shaken. Paul said, believe. Believe on Jesus Christ. Put your trust in the Lord. Not in the security of this jail, but amen, but put your trust in the Lord. He explained, amen, 
he how he could be saved. If they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shall be. Now, amen, thou shall be has a continuation on it, amen, and thou, if you continue to believe on the Lord, amen, and obey the word of God, you shall be saved, according to Acts 16 and 31. You shall be saved. He didn't say you were just saved right then. He said you shall be. We got to do something. There is no salvation outside of the cross of Jesus Christ and his shedded blood. There is, just no, there is no salvation outside of the cross. It's in the cross. It is Jesus who hung there on the cross, provided salvation for us. It wasn't that wooden cross, amen, that he was on, but it was he who was on the cross provided salvation for us. How important that is, amen. Neither is there salvation in any other. Acts 4 and 12. Now, it's in your Bible, just like it is in my Bible. Now, amen, it says, there is salvation in None other, or none other name except the name of Jesus. That is very important, amen, when God is specifically talking to his church, amen, he's letting you know salvation is not in none of other words. Didn't nobody else die for you? Jesus died for you, and there is salvation in none other except the name of Jesus. Now, if we are to be saved, we must start with believing on the Lord Jesus as our Savior. Faith to believe will come by hearing and accept the preaching word of God. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. You got to have faith. Then, amen, after you have faith, you got to hear. You got to hear the word of God. And after hearing the word of God, you got to apply to your soul. You got to obey. Now, many of us hear, amen, but many of us, amen, is, 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 is not obedient. The Billington Lexus states, amen, that repentance is to change one mind and purpose. Amen. Give you a turnaround in life. The way you were doing in life, the way you were going in life, you turn around from that. And I'm a witness of that, amen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a witness for that. And I was a young man when I did that, amen. I was about... 19, 20 years old. And I love the world. Ain't no mean to tell you I didn't love it. I love, amen, the thing the world was done. But when I come to Jesus, Jesus turned me totally around. The things I used to do that I thought were fun, 
It wasn't fun anymore. And my friends that I thought I had, that I thought I never would lose, they weren't friendly to me when I turned to Jesus. It's a total turnaround thing. It's a change of mind and purpose. This change is always for the better. And it, it, it denotes a change of moral thoughts. Yes, it's always for the better. When you come to Jesus, all that old filthy words that is in your mouth that you just say that you say it and say it for pleasure. When you come to Jesus, you don't want those kind of thoughts in your mouth. You don't want to hear nobody say those thoughts when you thought once they were pretty. You laugh with others because they could curse good or, or could play the dozen about your mother. Amen. You laugh at that, but when you come to Jesus, that's not funny anymore. Not merely to repent of or to forsake sin, but to change one mind apprehendly regarding it. To come to a righteous understanding. You see, my beloved, when you are in the world and you're without Jesus Christ, you don't have a righteous understanding. You're living in darkness and you need to come to light. To have a God, a change of heart in life for the better. That's what true repentance, amen, calls us to do, to live a, a better life. When you come to Jesus, young people, you don't think about robbing nobody. You don't think about hurting nobody. You don't think about doing wrong to little boys and girls when you come to Jesus. But when you're in the world, all of those thoughts congregate in your mind. But when God changed your heart, you don't think of those things. You want to do better. You want to protect the thing that, amen, you now trying to hurt. Repentance, amen, is to give you a genuine change. One attitude towards sin. And want righteousness, amen, to range in your heart. Amen. It gives you a genuine attitude. For our sin, and, 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 and it gives you, amen, you want a righteous, righteous in your heart. David said, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a righteous spirit. That's what repentance would do. It is, it is the essential, the public prayer. God be merciful to me as sinner. God be merciful unto me as sinner. What do the sinner do today? They brag. They boast. They proud. They arrogant. But amen. When you get this turn and you say, "God be merciful to me as sinner," eighteen and thirteen, you realize that you are just a sinner. 
And you know yes, you need the mercy of God. You thank God for the day that you uh, uh, got up out of your bed. Instead of saying, amen, I'm going to get out of my bed and I'm going to do this or that, you thank God he allowed you to see another day. Jesus, he died that the world through him might be saved from sin. Oh, Jesus died. Jesus died that the world through him might be saved from sin. When we, by the word of God, recognize we are sinners and we need a Savior, we should repent, forsake our sinful act, and commit our lives to God. That's what we should do. But we are so contaminated with sin now, we want to curse God. Godly sorrow brings true repentance. First Corinthians, amen, 7 and 10, godless sorrow. It brings true repentance. First John 1 and 9, to complete and thoroughly repent is important to our lives with God. It is, it is very important, amen, when we repent. It is important to our lives with God. God see a changed man, a changed woman, amen, when we repent. For this is the foundation, amen, on which, amen, our experience with God is built. Repentance is being honored with God and self. It is confessing one guilt and asking God for mercy. Young people, if you're listening to Dr. Moore tonight, repent. Ask God for mercy because your life is in misery. You laughing and you playing, but you got to do something to drown out some of that sorrow that you've done, that guilt that you got in your life. When you come to Jesus, he wipe away all the guilt that you have. You don't have to pretend. You can really be yourself. Be baptized in Jesus' name. On the day of Pentecost when the church started, Peter told, amen, the Jews to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of the, for the forgiveness or for the removal of sin. He told them he meant to repent. And when I mean repent, amen, just don't go down into the water. And I I, 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 I totally don't mean, amen, be sprinkled, but you got to be emerged. You got to be buried in the water because that is the type of the death of Jesus Christ. He told the Jews to repent and be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sin, Acts 2 and 38. Jesus has stated that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among what? Some nations. No, among all nations. 
preach repentance. In his name. In what name? In the name of Jesus. Among all nations. Beginning right there, amen, at your doorstep, at Jerusalem. That's where we come in with Luke, amen, 24, 47. This is exactly, amen, what Peter did in preaching baptism for the remission of sin in the name of Jesus Christ. And Annette said to Saul of Tasha, Ananias said to Saul of Tasha, and how, and now why tarest thou? Arise, be baptized, and wash away thou sins. Saul had come in, amen. Saul of Tasha had come in contact with Jesus, and he was guilty. And Ananias uh, told him, amen, arise. And be baptized, wash away thy sins, and call it on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? The name of the Lord is Jesus. Call on the name of the Lord according to Acts 22 and 16. If you're listening to me tonight in Radio Land, and you have not applied this to your soul, the Lord is speaking to you. If you've been... Wondering, amen, why you've been empty in some spot, amen, you just may not have been totally obedient to the Lord. You may not have taken the steps, amen, that you should have taken. But Jesus said, the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Our sins are remitted when we, with faith in God, are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Not only is water baptism essential, but the formal use in our baptism is important. For sin to be remitted through water baptism, the name of Jesus Christ must be invoked. That's why it is essential. That's why it is important that sin be remitted through water baptism. And amen, the name of Jesus Christ must be invoked. Calling on the name of Jesus. What an experience that is. When you really go down in the name of Jesus and you really, 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 really believe, amen, that the Lord is going to forgive you for all of your sins, it is a rejoicing thing. Something happens to you at repentance. We confess our sins and we commit ourselves to the living, living for God. You see, Amen. When we 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 repent of when we repent and confess our sins, then Amen. We commit ourselves to live for God. However, our sins are removed. In water baptism, sin are remitted as we in faith are baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Remember, there is no other name that a man can be saved except the name of Jesus. It's in your Bible. We see these illustrations, amen, in the tabernacle uh, in the wilderness. The altar represents death. Where the blood was shed, the lavender was for washing or cleaning. That was symbolized in the baptism. Before the priest moved on into the sanctuary, everything had to be clean. For you move on in Jesus Christ, your life got to be clean. Remember, God just don't dwell in no unclean temple. I don't care how you're trying to hold on, how you confess Jesus. He ain't going to stay there. You ain't going to wrap him up in uh, a temple with sin. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. That is where the Spirit of God dwells at. Now, receiving the Holy Ghost, it is God's plan for every believer to receive the Holy Ghost. That's God's plan for everybody to receive the Holy Ghost. Receiving, amen, the Holy Ghost is as normal as repenting and being baptized. It is just that normal. Yet we have, amen, so many fight that. And say, it's not for us today. Again, amen, as you heard me say, God don't have no true salvation. That was not but one salvation. All believers must believe the same thing. God is not the author of confusion, but he is a peace. He ain't going to have no confused church. A supernatural experience, amen, that cannot be explained to the carnal mind. See, amen, you see a carnal mind. You have a carnal nature. This is a supernatural thing. This is something that comes straight from heaven itself. And unless you allow the Lord to get into your mind, you can't never understand what the Spirit of God really is doing. However, it is God's promise to all believers. This is God's promise to all believers. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts 1 and 8, Acts 2 and 39. This is what, amen, the word of God is saying. To, uh, to all the women, boys and girls, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. In other words, there is a change coming in your life when you receive the Holy Ghost. Joel prophesies, amen, of the outpouring of the Spirit. For Peter was quoting, amen, this verse of Scripture from his sermon at Pentecost, Joel 2 and 28. These are the last days, says God, and pouring out his Spirit upon all flesh, not some flesh, but all flesh. The Holy Ghost is for all who will believe. Can I repeat that again? The Holy Ghost is for all who will believe. Everybody that is confessing Jesus does not believe. 
That's why the Bible says everybody that say, Lord, Lord, shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Everybody that's saying, amen, Jesus, don't believe. For this is for believers. These signs shall follow them that believe it. Are you a believer? Holy Ghost, amen, is for all who believe God and receive him. Amen, that is what the Holy Ghost is for all. Many have found it necessary to tarry in the in prayer, to prepare themselves before receiving the Holy Ghost. Amen. Go down in prayer. Wait on the Lord. Call on Jesus till you know, amen, something happened to you. I mean, something supernatural come over you. Amen. Something come up on you that you can't control your own self. You will know it is the power of God. Tarry, prepare, amen, pray to prepare themselves before receiving the Holy Ghost. Some Sometimes obstacles stand in our way of receiving the Holy Spirit. Yes, sometimes a lot of obstacles stand in our way. One of, the, one of the obstacles, amen, is doubt. Some people, amen, believe the Holy Ghost is not for us today. Doubt stand in your way. Or possibly the gift of spirit is not for certain people. They change everything, but the Holy Ghost is for you today. The Holy Ghost is for me today. Every born-again believer, amen, must receive the Holy Ghost. My time is out. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore tonight. Saying we love you tonight. Let us continue to pray. Lift one another up in Jesus' name. God bless you.